Any questions tonight? We were speaking uh, the other day of um, Gaudhar, uh, or about Gaudhar, and I understood that Bhakti Thakur worshipped Gaur and Gaudhar together. I uh, wondered what the thinking was behind that, uh, as far as you know, probably the stress going to mercy of the Lord each and every day. I mean, theoretically, Radha and Krishna, but that's not exactly an accurate, is it? Gorbidadhar Kajang. Prabhupada's um, establishing Gornitai deities uh, as he did and so widely is um, a bit of a departure from Bhakti Vinod and from Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasthi Thakur. Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasthi Thakur, of course, opened many temples, and um, for the most part, he installed deities of Gore and Ranamadava, like we have here. <clears throat> and uh, not deities of Gornitai. And uh, As you're saying, Bhakti Vinod established deities of Gorgadadhar and worshipped him personally in Godrome, wrote about it, sung about it, and so forth. Um, it's not that Gornitai deities cannot give one everything that Gaudi Vaishnavism has to offer, as they can, of course. Um, would they can afford one the highest ideal. But um, Gorgadhar represent the Ragmarg deities of Madhuri Rasa Pogorliva, as opposed to Gor Vishnu Priya. Gor Vishnu Priya, Lakshmi Priya, these uh, deities were established also uh, I believe by Bhakti Siddhanta Sarsitalko, but under the guidance of Bhakti Vinod at the Yoga Pit, the birthplace of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, that Thakur Bhakti Vinod struggled to establish, but was successful. And there um, he established the deity of Gaur, Vishnu Priya. And the way in which Bhakti Vinod conceived of the worship of Gaur, Vishnu Priya, was different than the way in which Gorgadhar are, are conceived and worshipped. One, the former, being a form of Vaidimarg, and Gorgadhar being a form of Ragmarg. Priya Devi doesn't enter the kirtan at Shiva Sangam with Gorgadhar and and so forth. <clears throat> Uh, Vishnu Priya is, is not the Radha of Gorlila. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is the Krishna of Gorlila. So, Gaur and Gadadhar, but it's peculiar because, as we mentioned in the talk, Gaur is trying to attain the bhava of Radha. So, the idea again, I think, as I mentioned in the talk, Gadadhar is with him everywhere. And gradually, giving over, if you will, the bhava. 
of, of Radha leaving himself in the what would appear to be overtly, uh, ostensibly in a diminished condition. Pujapachita emerged once described him as a zero. It's a very positive zero, though. Um, an empty, an empty bag. In a sense, he shows the way of emptying ourselves out hmm, for the service of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. But um, uh, giving over gradually the bhava of Radha, which Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was Krishna, as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came to to experience. <clears throat> and um, there are maybe Saraswati Thakur established at Gorgadhar Gaur- somewhere. I'm not sure, but it was uh, not typical of his uh, his uh, temples. I think perhaps Radha and Krishna Chaitanya Mahaprabhu are a very ideal configuration of deities for outreach, and he was very much involved in outreach because it speaks very loudly to us about a very central central point, the central point in one sense of Chaitanya Charitamrita, that Radha and Krishna or Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, it's easy to make the connection. Sri Krishna Chaitanya, Radha Krishna, Nahayanya. Rupanuga Janira Jivan is the life of the followers of Rupa Goswami, the Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Radha and Krishna combined. So there you have it. Hmm. Beyond that, it becomes complicated. <laughs> or Nityananda and uh, Krishna and Balaram, <coughs> Krishna, God's got a brother, and so, he has a consort, you know, that's okay. And this is Shakti and the two combined together in magnanimous form and all all that's about what that's about is 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 um, I think easier to talk about than uh, other aspects for the general public of Bhakti Gorgadhari, again you have Gohar, he's Radha Krishna but but Gadadhar is Radha. So, but anyway, it's a Ragmar configuration. It's so Gorgadhara Gor worship Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Like everybody in um, in Gorlila with with Dasya Bhakti, supporting hmm? our friendship and internally, of course, he's Radha. Hmm? So all the devotees, I mean, as much as we can, you can be internal from Gorlila. The outside is also internal, but but Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Leela is such that in performing his Leela, even in the Nitya Leela. Then they're doing kirtan and so forth. Then he lapses into a trance and goes into Gorlila, excuse me, into Krishna Lila. And the devotees go with him and come back and so forth. So there's an inner and an outer, but you can't figure out which one is which after a while. Um, so at any rate, in the in the, in the outer um, form of um, of Gorlila, Gadadhar is the Radha, but he has a different role. So they. They were fast friends, as I said. They were young, same age together. They grew up. They would uh, uh, be everywhere sometimes, s- s- sleep over uh, at pajama party and, s- and so forth. They would have. Uh, and um, it's another who was older, maybe, maybe, maybe 12 years older. Truly the older brother. He stands on the right-hand side of... Uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Gadadhar is on the left-hand side, it's the side of the Shakti. Hmm? Okay. And Krishna with Radha on the left. So, hmm. What is the song? What is the song? Bosi Ache Goda Chanda, Ratna Singhasani, 
There he is, Bosiachi, seated on the Singhasana, on a jeweled Singhasana. Hmm? And what is it? Dakhi Nite Nitai Chand, Bame Garadha, Nikate Advaita. Advaita is nearby. Nikate Advaita. He's nearby. He's not on the right side. Nitaer Pranadhan. We sing in the morning what? Kali Kukur Kalana Yalichawe, Kali Upabana, Kali Vayanasana, Shishachinandana, Gayo Gauhe, Gadadhar Marana, Nitaer Pranadana. So Nita is the life of Gaur, Gadadhar Marana, the Cupid of Gaur. It's referring to him as, as, as Radha and Pran. He, my life, is like a saying, brothers, hmm? uh, friends. So, Advaita Prabhujita Gaur. Advaita is Prabhu, Prabhu, Prabhujita. Hmm? He's worshipping. So he's nearby. <laughs> it means a little distance. He's worshipping. Hmm? Representing the avatar, Tattva, and, and, and um, older, but he always made an effort in, consistently made an effort in Gorli to establish the Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Swayam Bhagavan. I am the avatar. I should worship him and so forth. So this is disposition and worship, of course, creates some distance. You don't find Gadadhar and Tinanda trying to offer worship to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in the way that Advaita did, who was worshipable by, by Mahaprabhu as a young boy and Advaita being the senior and leader of the Vaishnavas in so many respects, but Advaita was very resistant to it, trying to demonstrate the tattva, uh, essential tattva of Gaudiya Vaishnavism, that although I am the primal avatar of Narayan, the first descent from the Paravyom into the into the spiritual world, from whom the other Vishnus come and the various avatars and so forth, um, the fact is that, um, that Krishna is my source, and so forth. So, anyway, Nikate Advaita Prabhu. He's at a little bit of a distance. Nitai is uh, ducking, he's on the right, and Bame on the left side, Karadhar. So it's the left side, is, uh, and Karadhar Madana, the Cupid. So, um, but of course, in, in the Leela, they're as fast friends, and Karadhar is kind of a Protector of, of Gore from him from himself. Hmm. Nityanandabu was very unorthodox and whatnot, but uh, Radha was very orthodox, Brahman, Pandit, learned. Gadadhar would speak Bhagavatam every morning after coming back from uh, bathing in the Ganga. Hmm. As you say, as you sing in the morning, what is that? Song. Um, What's the word for bathing? Anyway, it's a uh, in a description of the eight fold Lila, I can't remember the Bangla, but um he goes, he bathes, he comes back to the house and 
song says, and they have a big breakfast, and it's quite reckless, and, and so forth. Um, what's not included in there is that in between the bathing and the and a very um, um, sportive kind of breakfast, like you hear in Gubinelli Lamrit or um, uh, the in the grant of Krishna Baba Namrita is played between the cow herds and radhas cooked and so forth. So in between the the breakfast and the bathing is the is the is the puja. So Mahapur and and just like kind of the morning program will probably give someone's cooking the worship of the Shalagrams going on and Ganadar is giving the Bhagavatam class. So, this is his role in the Gauru to give the Bhagavatam. Who would know the Bhagavatam better than him? It's all about him. Sometimes we use the phrase to refer to Srimad Bhagavatam as Radha Bhagavatam. Because as we were saying last night, it's all more than about Krishna. It's about love of Krishna, and she's the acme of love of Krishna. This is the speciality of the Bhagavatam. You know, Vishnu Purana, Padma Purana, these are about Vishnu, or about his avatars and so forth. They're not about the same way about love of. Uh, I mean, they they are positing the, the supreme deity and so forth. But the Bhagavatam is about these loves, these kinds of love for Krishna. That it, uh, it's more about the the, the the love of Krishna than Krishna. Of course, they're one and different. By having love of Krishna, you have Krishna. People say, "Have you seen Krishna?" We say, "I don't know. I wasn't looking. I was looking to serve Krishna." And there's a lot of that around, so I'm busy there. You, you figure it out. <laughs> so it's not a spectator sport, so to speak. Bhakti. That's why Shantaras is kind of, kind of dismissed, although it is a form of bhakti. It's offensive and neutral. It's not interested in the leelas. It's not interested in the gunas. It's the form of Bhagavan, the beatific vision. At any rate, um, Ganadhar is giving the Bhagavatam every morning. You should pray. I can enter into the class, Bhagavatam class of Ganadhar Pandit, in Navadweep, every morning. Um, and uh, so he's, he's teaching in this way, and Pandit, as I said, he's, uh, he's uh, always with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And so, it's the way in which Radha is present. And, and they worship like Gauri Gadadhar. Some people worship Gauri Gadadhar and then some days they dress him like Radha and Krishna. But I'd never heard Bhakti Vinod Thakur did that. It's like, you know, you have Gauri Thakur, some days dress him as Krishna Balaram. We don't tend to do that, although they are Krishna and Balaram. So, Concentrating, and of course, concentrating entirely on the Leela of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. In this instance, the, um, uh, the, uh, Gaur Gadadhar, one is uh, easily transported into the Madhuri Rasa of, of, uh, of the Vrindavan Leelas. So, mm-hmm. like we worship Gornatai, we worship Gaur Gadadhar, same you know, Archon always has some element of Aishwari to it. Hmm. So, 
there's a distance, the deities are there, there you don't say, hey, Gadad, hey, Gadai, sit down, have lunch, you say, Om, Idam, Naivedyam, Aim, Gadadhar, Namah, Aklim, Gorai, Namah, so all this language is, is um, symbolic and uh, kind of the realm in between where eternity and and um, the temporal meet. So there's elements from the from the material used there, spiritualized the language is is different. It's a type of a symbolic realm representing really the Leela, because if you enter the Leela, all these things are going to be Goloka Vrindavan, then there Govardhan Hill is doing the sixty four items of puja every day to Krishna. Hmm? Just by being who he is. Hmm? B gives a beautiful uh, glorification of of Govardhan who when in 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 Venu Gita Bhagavatam Radha says, Oh Govardhan, he's Haridasvarya, he's the best servant of of Krishna. Hmm? Just he he towers up, he sees all the pastimes, he he provides so as you Goswami goes into it, he provides flowers and uh waterfalls so to, for bathing and flowers for offering and and the mountain is very generous so it gives support and provides livelihood for all kinds of creatures, the birds, the deers and so forth. There are caves for resting in. And so, so he goes through the whole 64 items of worship hmm? and describes how Govardhan, just being who he is, has all of them. And Krishna, that's his sporting place with his, with his friends and cows. Um, and so just by going there, all this is being done. So the point is that the ritualistic worship is going on in the Leela. Hmm? The Varnashram is going on, not in the way it's going on here, but there's a structure. It's all fueled by the bhava, but everything that's in Varnashram is worth having is there, and something, of course, much more. And then ritualistic worship, same, and so forth. So uh, you don't have to get that. Yeah. 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 So, um, so... In Bhakti, we know worshipped Korvadhar with a with a manual, the proper mantras, offered them food, artik, and just like you worship Gurunathai with different mantras because the deities are different, and of course in pursuance directly of Madhurya Rasa, and you got through that insight into the sense in which Gadadhar is Radha. This is the Ragmar worship. They're doing the Rasakirtan in 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 the house of Shiva's Takord. So let's do it like this. Differentiated as I began from the worship of Gore and Vishnu Priya. Hmm? Vishnu Priya is the, oh, that's even more Aishvarya. <laughs> but that that's the she's the Lakshmi. Hmm? Vishnu Priya, Lakshmi Priya. Hmm? Navadweep is Nila or Lila. Boo. Boo. This Lakshmi Priya, Boo. 
Leela and Sri. So he's a consort. Boobies are earth. That's how dear earth is to Vishnu. It means Leela. Nabadweep, the land itself, represents Bhu Shakti or Leela Shakti. Then you have Sri and you have. Um, what's the other one I just said? Sri. Boo and Neela. I mean, this book of the three of them. So Lakshmi's one. So that these are like consorts of Vishnu, hmm? Gornarayan, as the Yuga avatar, is worshipped. Because why he established the worship at uh, at um, Yogapita? I'm not sure, um, but. In his own kutir in Godrum, he worshipped Gorgadada. Wrote nice songs about them and so forth. But my groomers didn't establish that, so I haven't partaken. And I have a darshan bhakti knows Gorgadada, but otherwise, um, some of my god brothers they started Puri Goswami Marsh worship, promote Puri Goswami Marsh Gorgadada. It's basically, uh, you know, I would say an, an emphasis on the pursuit of the ideal t- type of Madhurya Ras that's available in Gaudiya Vaishnavism in the context of Gaur Leela. Hmm. He's in the background, but it's, a, it's as Karada, but here we're pulling him to the foreground and kind of making a statement to that effect establishing the deities of Gaur Gadadhar. Like we made a statement in our discussion about, you know, he's hidden in the background. Goswamis haven't said much about him. Krishnadas is a little silent. There is the verse of Kabi Karnapur and something from Srupa Damodar, but hmm, now it's time, in one sense, afterwards, just like we bring out Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Now, hmm, Goswami's brought out who he is. And so, so it is with uh, the position of Gadadha and Madhuri Rasa, an ideal of Bodhi Vaishnavism. Again, was ideal in the highest sense, Ujwal Rasa, Unutu Ujwal Rasa. Mahabhu was trying to taste the Bhava of Radha. Mm. Gadadha is the Radha, so if she can give to Gora, she can give to you also. <laughs> right? So, yes. I'm you know, wondering about um, that mood of worshipping Gordadhar and God and Krishna. And that gives some support to me that going on there. Yeah, well, some people do, you know, kind of go off in that direction. Mm-hmm. Maybe Bhakti Siddhanta wanted to avoid that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, but, you know, it's. it's Karadhar's same age as Mahaprabhu, close dasya with tinge with sakya, like all the dasya and gore, gore lila. Mm. So I don't know how to get too, dis- too confused about that. Mm. I mean, if, if what I'm saying is if gore is Krishna, what happens is, and this may be what you're alluding to, if the more you emphasize that Gore is Krishna, 
and the Garada is Radha, then the Radha is the way taken out of Krishna, out of Gore. And Gore becomes Krishna, and now we can worship him like Krishna's worshipped. But because he's in the mood of Radha, we worship him somewhat differently than we would worship Krishna. But um, that said, I mean, how did Garadhar worship Chaitanya Mahaprabhu? So we worship Chaitanya Mahaprabhu like, like Garadhar did, like Madhananda Prabhu did. And you have, the, you know, yes, you have Bhagavan and the Shakti and this tension and, and the giving, the sharing of, of the Bhava from Garadhar and taking from Mahaprabhu. You have to see that in that way. Hmm. But Karadhar is not a Nagar above. He's, he's, he's seeing Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as much as he's Radha, he's seeing Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as Krishna. And this was kind of the way in which Sridhar Maharaj dealt with the Nagar above um, poems and so forth, where some devotees are praying and seeing Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as, as Rasaraj. Hmm rather than Rasaraj Mahabhav combined, separating them out. So some devotees have prayed like that, they have songs and so forth. So Siddhamar's thought of it, and others have over the centuries as well, to some extent, that they're looking at Chaitanya Mahabhu and seeing him as Krishna and writing these kind of songs. But there's no place for it to take place in the Leela. And they're not turning into ladies. <laughs> anyway, it's not turning into a lady. He doesn't write like that, but some of them, Basu Gosh and he says, have songs, Narahari, Lochandas, and so forth. But uh, they're not turning into ladies, so some of the reasons, Sridhar amongst them, they're writing these songs, and they're looking at Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, seeing him as Krishna. And then it's getting a little overdone, maybe you could say, you know, and something like that. Now, the Gornagar people, these um, group, they have posited some, because you can't have it in the Nityalila. You can't have it in the, in the, in the Prakat Manifest Lila. These two are the same. So you, you, the Bhavas are the same. So you can't have a bomb in the Nityalila that's not in the Prakatlila. You can't have it in the Prakatlila because Chaitanya Mahaprabhu couldn't be having a relationship with 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 um, ladies. He couldn't be the perfect household of Grihijana Shikshaka, by example, Nyasikula Nayak, or the hero of the sannyasis. <laughs> Neither one. He's both. Important point. And Mahabharata speaks of him as such. Several, yeah, this speaks about his household life and his sannyas life. In both, he's a perfect example. As a teacher, by example, as Krishna becoming the Acharya. So, how could he teach bhakti if, you know, on the side he's married but he has adulterous relationships? If he's in sannyasi and he's you know, behind the scenes doing something else. There's no place in the Prakatila. It would be ruined. The whole thing would be ruined. Hmm? So if it's not in the manifest Lila, how could it be an unfair manifest Lila? So they, they posit another Lila. It's not written about it. Swapna Lila, the dream Lila. Hmm? 
where they're dreaming and entering as this. So, you know, it's not something that's accepted by Krishna Das Kaviraj, it's not accepted by Vrindavan Das, it's not acknowledged by Bhakti Vinod. Still, there are, and there are ways to try to harmonize it, but some of the ways the songs are written, it, it, it gives it a little more room to people to make something out of it in a way that they think is making more out of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. As I said, I think it makes less out of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. But, uh, his Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in the Bhavavrata is, is Krishna plus. It makes the Gaur-lila not only the way and an afterthought, thanks, now I'm in Krishna-lila. Someone once told me, he said, Krishna-lila is like very exciting, all these rendezvous and Gorlila seems a little boring by contrast. I said, well, you don't understand Gorlila, obviously. This is Krishna. The Gorlila is facilitating Krishna in a way that his own Lila didn't in terms of tasting rasa. So really get down to it. Gorlila is the full uh, expression. And of course in that Lila, everything that happens, that could happen when you do this, or when you chant once, it happens all the time. It's pretty exciting. <laughs> Lila. Hmm. And inside of it, in one sense, again, is Krishna. So it's, it's, it's possible to be in, look at it like this, it's possible to be in Krishna Lila, but not participate in Gaur Lila. But it's not possible to be in Gaur Lila and not participate in Krishna Lila. That's what it's all about, right? Sadaka Siddha Bhumi, the land Bhumi, where Sadak Siddhas are playing as Sadakas. So useful for us as a teaching. And as I say, Krishna Leela is contained there. And obviously something more. You could be in any number of ways in Krishna Leela, not know about Gaur Leela. Gaur Leela is found in the, in the Ras Leela there. You've got to be in on that to figure that out. At least, so there's many ways that you could be in Krishna Lila. I'm not privy to Gorlila, but there's no way that you could be in Gorlila and not be privy to Krishna Lila and participate in it. So that's it. And these kind of points to me, this you make these kind of points, you emphasize like this, you understand like this, don't hesitate because that will be the the, the, the Radharani Express. You know, you have to, you know, there is a real Radharani Express from West Bengal to Vrindavan, that's a train. <laughs> it's a train, I've taken it many times. It's called the Radharani Express. And somebody who named it was pretty astute. <laughs> Rasakri. Like Prabhupada Saraswati said, the more we emphasize the gore and worship gore, the more you're on that side, the more you come into the proximity of Radha and all that her service is about. So. This is the real secret. Worship in Navadvip, live in Vrindavan. Try to live in Vrindavan, it's hard. It's easy to live in Navadvip. It's easy to live in Gorli, that we're doing it right now. We're dressed like it anyway, for the most part. We do the, we do the things they do. We sing a nice kirtan and worshiping Krishna and so forth. This is what they do in Gorli. This is the extension of Gorli. Our Guru's ashram has some representation in the Leela. 
so it's easy to enter there. Is the point? How you can enter Krishna Lila? You can give a sadhaka. So that you can have a body that can be fully spiritualized and fit for Gaur Lila. You've got to get a different body for for Krishna Lila. Of course, the transformed sadhaka day is a different body too, but but still, you understand the point. So, you know, for example, you see the Prabhupada, you take the Acharya's form and you we worship that. So it's thought that the Prabhupada will be there in Gorli like that, but young. He'll recognize, but he'll be very young. Like Rupa Goswami, like a Brahmin boy. If you participate in Gorli and Krishna Lila is, is a gopi or gopa. And then in Gorli eternally as the Brahmin boy. This is the this is the Swarup for all the devotees, all the Godias for Gorlila. So if you want to know your Swarup, I can tell it to you all right now. <laughs> Dasi Bhakti for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm? So concentrate on that. It's easy to pursue that. Hmm? And uh, and in the context of doing that, using your sadhaka day appropriately, that sort of day will automatically manifest. That's what happens in Gorlila. They worship in Gorlila and they worship Krishna and they experience Krishna. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu goes after breakfast, take a little nap, after breakfast, go out, perform kirtan. Across the Ganges, enter the house of Suklambar Brahmachari, do kirtan, and uh, you know the cows are crossing the river. The whole thing, all of a sudden, it opens. You know how this? I don't know. The space just opens, and there you are, in Krishna Lila. Hmm? And then it get to the other side of the Ganges and closes back into Gorlila. Hmm? Window opens and so they go back and forth, back and forth like this. Hmm? So that's pretty special, Leela. And the point is that it's it's full, it's full, complete. Krishna Leela is fully contained there. It indeed again, Krishna Leela, by comparison, is a failure because it limited Krishna, and he couldn't. He realized I, my position as Rasaraj really is not, I'm not able to fulfill it here because I see something in Radha with regard to Rasa that it's not available to me. So, you know, another Leela is created for that purpose. It's the encore appearance. It's a very special affair. Hmm? And very easy to, uh, to enter. It's not just an afterthought. Like, a, thanks. Now I'm Krishna Leela. No. So it's a, it's a it's an important point because many many Gaudiya people they hardly know anything about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. That's a fact. Hmm. They're thinking only Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was teaching to worship Krishna. What did Nityananda Prabhu said? Hui. Pajagauranga kahagauranga lahagauranga irnamuri. This is a statement Chant the name of worship Goranga and speak about the teachings of Gaur and chant the name of Gaur. Whoever does, does this, say Amar Pranri, they're purchased by me. When he said that, people, whoa, 
that guy will be indebted to me, that guy, him, him, with his power, that's a powerful position to be in. I'll have no worries. If Nityananda becomes purchased by me, then whatever Gora has is also accessible. So these are the kind of, how the Sampradaya began, as I said many times, just on the force of Nityananda Bhutsu, Bhakti, established Mahabhu said, worship Krishna. Chant Krishna Nam. He said, we will chant Gornam. There were no books, no philosophy to establish what is Gaudiya Sampradaya, how Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Krishna, and Swayam Bhagavan, and all these things. Of course, it's Balaram, he knows what he's doing. So, uh, so anyway, Gaurila, very complete. Everybody's position a little different. I mean, how do we worship... Krishna and Balaram in Gorlila. We worship them as Gornatai. We hear their pastimes. We, so if you want to worship your deity, then you'll also become acquainted with the Leelas and so forth. So you become acquainted with the Leelas of Gorgadadhar. That becomes your meditation. You compose, com, how do you worship them? You compose songs. Pajagodrumakanana kunjopirum. Like Bhaktivinotakura. So many nice songs, That's how you worship. How do you? That's a very beautiful thing about Gaudiya Vaishnavism. If we want to love God, we've got a real practical way for to do that. Invite him over for lunch. You want to do lunch? Can I take you out for dinner? That's basically what it is. So let me cook for him. Let me give him a present here. Let me, you know, offer him all nice things. It's just very practical. It's how you love people. If you love your kids, you get them things, you think about them, you buy them this, get them that. Hmm? So it's it's just like the love of God like a real esoteric concept, but Gaudiya Vaishnavism is just really down to earth. Hmm? It's high, but it's grounded is the point hmm? at the same time. So if you want to love God, you got to learn how to cook. <laughs> And you gotta do that to survive, so pretty much, right? You gotta grow it, you gotta cook it. And you, so that's a very beautiful thing, how essentially we live just as an aside by eating. If it's the bottom line. Well, when it all push comes to shove, what's the final word here? You know, you're stuck on a you know, in the ocean with your friend and <laughs> you know, are you going to eat him? You know, if he dies, or he's weaker than you and he's dying, you know? You know he's going to, you know, so these are moral, you know, quandaries that you'll get in Harvard or something, you know, to think about, you know. But, uh, but anyway, the bottom line is you got to eat to live. This is to, 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 to survive. We've got to kill to live here. It's, it's unbecoming, but the beautiful, beautiful thing about Gaudiya Vaishnavism in this regard is that it takes the very thing that's at the, the bottom line of our existence. You've got to live to eat. People eat to live, that's a problem, but, and then they die. But, but if you, you have to eat to live, materially speaking. And so, it's the, again, it's the bottom line of our existence. Everything else, okay, I've got to do this. This comes first in a sense. It's the what is it? It's the last, uh, you know. The... Anyway, so you get my point. So we take that very principle 
that is at the very ground of our material existence and spiritualize it. That's very powerful, if you think about it, by growing the food for Krishna, preparing it, offering it, then tasting the remnants. So the very core thing that's the basis of our material existence, at the very core of it, the ground of it, we convert the ground. And then everything up from there, whatever you do after you eat, <laughs> you get energy from it, so now you got to go to work, you know, or you want to play, sing, you dance, and so forth. You get tired, eat, do it again. Something like that. So from the ground up starts at the ground and goes up the whole of your existence. Um, transformed. There's no yoga like this. This is very beautiful. And it's really played out in uh, in, in Gaudi Vaishnavism with the deities, human-like, and so forth. So, and this again, we see this extension of Gaudi. So, so we say sometimes when we say it's very user-friendly. All the things that you would do ordinarily to die, to end up just dying, struggling to live, to just to die, you can do for for living forever, for living eternally, mm. happily too. What else? Yes. Gosh, so you were saying like in some sects they had ideas about Gorbadadhar and then they had this dream state. So it kind of seems like also contemporary Vaishnavas um, might be like, well, like making things up as they go along. So how can we, as your students, what can we do now to prevent that from happening to us in the future? Well, you got to listen, you know. Yeah. You got to listen. You got to always have good association. So, so listen to talks and pay close attention, and then if. You don't have that kind of association, and you try to find it. I was fortunate to find Pujapatrita Mars' association. I mean, if you're talking about right now, I'm supposed to live to 93 or something like that, so I'll probably be around for a little while. So you're well protected, don't worry about that. But it's an important point to understand the scripture. We don't just, this isn't just an academic exercise. Understanding the scripture and points that have been misunderstood and so forth over time, it's, it's quite shocking to me to see, to be honest with you, the extent not only to which a vast number of my godbrothers and godsisters don't know the answers to important questions and have wrong ideas about them that are very um, troubling in, in terms of their conceptual orientation, which, would, which will foster the, the appropriate abhideya, the practice of Uttam Bhakti, the wrong, conceptualizing wrong is going to affect how you practice. That's the whole idea of the Sambandagyan. That's why I call it a conceptual orientation. You get the right conceptual orientation, and then it fosters a certain type of action. So if you get the Sambandagyan, the knowledge that underpins bhakti, then naturally the abhideya, the practice, will be fruitful in terms of the prayerjan. But if you get the Sambanda wrong, just like just to give you an example, you get the Sambandha wrong. And so you think, Krishna is a god, Indra's a god, Brahma's a god, Brahma, Vishnu, Shiva, Om, Jai Gurudev, Hare Krishna, Hare Brahma, Ram Govinda. 
you know. And this, uh, it sounds odd, but it's all over India. Hmm? Right? It's everywhere. This is what Bhaktivinoda was experiencing in Bengal. All these people are born in Bengali families, the family of Nityananda, the family of the Dwaita even, you know, and so forth and so on, and they don't know, they don't know anything. So they're, they're, what is their bhajan? They're doing ch- chanting, but they're doing Namaparad because they don't know the difference between Krishna and uh, Shiva and, uh, you know, Indra and Chandra. And, and then they go do Harinam to, as a yagya to, to bring rain during the, during the drought. If you, ha- if you had someone again, you wouldn't do that. Hmm? You know, this, not, this isn't a yagya for that. This isn't like a horse yagya or a sarka, how, you know, some other yagya. It's an aparad, I think it's the same, so forth, right? So, this is, a, this is how, just to give you an example, this is a good example. A lot of the nam aparads, you all will never think of committing because you've got someone again, you, you heard about it, you learned it, you were taught from the very beginning, these are the nam aparads. So, you know, you don't, you don't think or you avoid thinking that the, the glories of the name are imaginative. What it means is there, or, 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 you know, there are certain, certain sections of the scripture that are imaginative or there, what's the other word for it? They're, um, um, Hyperbole, yeah. Yeah, or to interpret the names also. So, some of the scriptures, you know, say things for hyperbole's sake, emphasize like, "Watch out! Don't do this, or this is going to happen to you." And they they employ fear, and so people follow. It won't happen to you necessarily, from what it says. Always, but but it's it's. You need to sort all these statements out. So they exaggerate. The scriptures exaggerate for emphasis to get people with lower motive, like fear, to get involved. So in the Puranas, you can find statements that are like this. Hmm? You'll go to hell if you do this. Some people, okay, I'm going to go to hell. I'll get on board and do this. Um, but there's no exaggeration with regard to the, the efficacy of the name and so forth. So. So, if you, anyway, if you, if you know that, you learn that, then you don't commit that offense, you don't commit the offense again and think it's like the, the other types of sacrifices. Um, you don't think you can sin and then, you know, chant a bit and so everything's okay. But if you haven't heard those things, this is some basic sambandagyan for nam tattva, then you're going to do those things. So it's an example of how if you don't have the right conceptual orientation, then it's not going to foster the type of abhideya or practice that's going to result in the fruit. Not that everybody has to be a big scholar, it's nothing like that, but to get the points down, vital, crucial, important uh, points. And so it's shocking, I mean, it's, 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 dis- it's disturbing to me, and, and it's um, to see uh, the condition of so many of Prabhupada's disciples that don't even know the answers, and worse than that, they don't know how to get them. And they start, well, it's kind of what you were saying. There's so many examples. They, they start making up answers. Hmm? Well, I think, you know, probably do fall from Goloka because, you know, Krishna's this and this and that. And all, this, all this. this whole like, story goes, uh, could you click? Is there any verse that supports anything that you're even, 
you know, remotely that you're saying? Where is it all coming from? It's called cable yukti. Just the, the reason's just going like this, and you're supposed to be reasoning according to the argument that's already there in the scripture. So I'm talking a little bit about how to get the answer. There's a way to get the answer to understand the scripture in context of the chapter, of the verse, of the book, the book in relation. None of this appears in a vacuum. But many people think today that Prabhupada appeared in a vacuum, his teachings in a vacuum. This is a huge problem. If you think that Prabhupada's, if you act as if Prabhupada's teaching appeared in a vacuum, then you have no recourse to look back and see the context like I said the other day, the books that he was reading, studying, uh, his reference books, the commentaries on Bhagavatam. And people say, don't jump over the guru, you know, just do whatever Prabhupada said. We, we'll, we, we will decide, Jiva Goswami and Rupa Goswami may have said this, but that doesn't matter anymore. We don't need that. Because Prabhupada said this, and Prabhupada said, don't jump over. Great, you really misunderstood that point, too. Because what, why, what's Prabhupada doing? Getting all these commentaries. <laughs> if you read the commentaries, then you see, oh, Prabhupada, he's saying the same thing in the commentary. He's saying, this is part from Vishwanath here, a little of his own here, and so forth. And you see the reference, and you see it's just not appearing in a vacuum. There's a whole context. There's a teaching that's been around for 500 years, and all these questions have been answered. If you can't sort them out, sometimes it's because you don't know how to do it, and you don't know how to... You, this is a key part of the whole thing. Because Prabhupada... Of course, he's traveling around the world a dozen times, you know, in a dozen years, um, and busy corresponding. He had a really broad um, campaign and so forth. He didn't know how long he would live, he said, and his health was bad. He wanted to finish it quickly, and so, you know, he would listen, he would read, and he would write the, say something in the dictaphone, pass it on, they would edit it, and, you know, put it out, and so forth. So a lot of his, if you study the context, and you see the previous commentaries, you can see, oh, he's abbreviating something here. And if you see the abbreviation in relation to the longhand, then you can understand more what he's saying there. And this is, again, what we've been, in our group, like Prabhupada's disciples, been initiated into. You've been initiated into a guru parampara. You're not being initiated into a guru who keeps you from the whole guru parampara. He gives you, or she gives you, access to the guru parampara. You know, in time, you got to learn what the guru is saying, and then you see he or she is referring here, and then it becomes of interest to you at a certain point. I'm studying this, and Prabhupada refers to Rupa Goswami in this book here. Oh, I'm interested in that. Play more about that. So then I go there, and I see that. And this is how you're supposed to. This is what Prabhupada was talking about when he told Dr. Kapoor, who complained, you know, the way your disciples are is like they won't listen to anybody else. Hmm? And. Uh, this is in Vrindavan, and um, it's good in a sense, but what's going to happen in the future when you're gone? And Prabhupada said, well, what I'm trying to do is, just like when you plant a tree, hmm, first you build a fence around it, so no deers can come, for example, and predators and eat it and so forth, so you protect it. Hmm? So there's a lot of people out there with misconceptions and so forth, and I want to give them you know, get them grounded in the proper understanding. And if they do get grounded in the proper understanding, the tree gets properly rooted with the fence around it, then in due course, when it's healthy, it will grow and grow and grow. You won't even see the fence. It will overlap the fence, grow in a natural way, and integrate 
so to speak. Mm-hmm. This was his example to Dr. Kapoor. So that's what we should see see happening. If the fence just gets bigger and taller and taller, <laughs> and then the tree's not growing and overflowing and so forth, then then we got a, we've got a problem. And so you got the teachings in, in, in a vacuum and and yeah, and then you think no, no nobody knows more than anybody else. Why should I listen to anybody else? And this is not a good tendency. If I don't know the answer, then I, I should think I, I'm a simple guy. So if I don't know the answer, I try to find out somebody that does. That's why what I do with everything to a fault. I think somebody must know. I'll ask them. It's kind of lazy in a sense, you know. I should go find it out. I figure it out myself. I suppose. But well, maybe somebody knows. I'll just ask them. That'll be easy. So they say, real men don't ask questions. I'm not like that. <laughs> I think well, that's a shortcut, you know. So, <laughs> so um, that's a. I, I think it's a good tendency. Right? Yeah, everybody got to be smart too. Just because you're innocent doesn't mean you're dumb. You, know, you ask a question, you, you can see, well, that guy doesn't know what he's talking about. I can figure that much out. You've got to piece it together. You know, go down the road and one guy says, yes, this is just over the block. Well, for it's not there. And the guy says, it's back that way. I know that guy's wrong. I've been back there. So you, you have, you know, you use your intelligence at the same time. Hmm. But little innocence and willing to learn, as I'm saying, it's, it's, it's very useful. You won't get cheated like that. Hmm. <laughs> yes? It's a different subject, but I just tried to... But one thing is I'm teaching you how to do, answer the questions. I mean, Prabhupada taught us, too, how to answer the questions. He used to get to refer to the scriptures. But I don't think that they've, you know, in time, it's, it's, it's not been well assimilated and understood. And again, this emphasis on Prabhupada that has kind of cut him off from the past and made him the entire future for, you know, 10,000 years. Nothing's going to change. There's no, no, no need for any new... Insight, it's all been done. And that's not only just the philosophy, but how you worship, how you how you eat, how you, you know. One guy said about Prabhupada's mission, I hate to get into this, but we're into it. He, he said, it's like a franchise. And so the implication of it was all the details are done exactly the same way everywhere, you know, the franchise, all the same recipes, all the same menus, all the same songs, all the same, the, and all this is all details, which are which Prabhupada himself wanted all of his temple presidents to be independently thoughtful people who would come up with different ways to preach and different ways within the parameters of what is sadhana bhakti, different ways to have the program, morning program with nuance and so on and so forth and. And those details are, you know, alterable. But when you mistake the details for the principles, then you've got this lifeless thing that you're duplicating everywhere, and, and there's no room for anybody to to adjust details as need be in the future in order to deliver the principle. So it's it's uh, it's a real real problem. Yeah. One thing came to me as you were saying that is 
the diet in different parts of the world is very different, so the cultures are very different. Yeah. If you standardize everything and take your diet to a different culture, people will just get sick. It's been tried. Godimat was not very successful in South India because he had to eat Bengali food there. <laughs> I've heard that. In the Madras Moth was having problems. I said, yeah, why don't you cook something now? South India's got a good cuisine down here. <laughs> yeah, Manipur. Go to Manipur. See the Vaishnavas there. They're all different. They've got different diet, different kirtans, a little different. Of course, I'm not talking about Krishna West. That's got its other problems, you know. What is West? That's another thing. It's multicultural, to be honest with you. Yeah. It seems. It seems that uh, there's potentially some sincerity in that, in the in like a, a fear of deviation and all that kind of things. So yeah. maybe the, there's also something that he said. Uh, like there's some. Uh, it's it's a it, in a way it's a worship of their spiritual master. It seems like in some ways. So. Yeah, but it can go, you know, too far. So um, he wanted them again to be able, independently thoughtful. He, you do want your kids just, you know, if, if let's say you have a, a boy, a son, and then the son comes in one morning and he's wearing daddy's shoes. Sort of, isn't that cute? He's wearing dad's shoes. That's great. You know, exactly just like that. You know, he's going to be a follower. You know, 40 years later, he's walking in dad's shoes, you know. Uh, he never took over the business, expanded it, came up with new ideas, and so on and so forth. Then it becomes a problem. Hmm? So, spiritual life is not an excuse not to think. Hmm? And it, 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 it's one where you, you have to think, you have to make decisions, you have to reflect what he did, what he said, how what I would say, what are the new circumstances? You can't ignore the world around you and think it's 1974 or that it's, in, that, or that it's, you know, year 600, you know, get my daughter married to a, you know, a 25-year-old guy before she's eight years old or something like that. You're going to get arrested. And there are people think like this in wanting to follow Prabhupada, strictly. Hmm? They're not able to... It's okay, the spirit is right, but, but they've got to be a little intelligent, too. And so they can make mistake, and then they mistake details for principles, and it becomes just the opposite. It's just the thing that's a nightmare for him. Hmm? So, you know, it's said, I mean, you have to invoke the adage sometimes that um, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. And it's really, it's really like good intentions are there, but if you avoid thinking and using your intelligence, then that's not what he asked you to do. He asked you to use intelligence and, and tell you how to think spiritually. Hmm? If you avoid all that and just say, I'll just follow him. I'll just follow, I don't know anything. I, don't know anything. I just follow him. Hmm? How, much, how are you following him? Is that what he wants? God, is that, you know, can I ever like, can you ever do anything yourself? You know, <laughs> I just do like you. I don't know the answers. Whatever you say, you know. It's like, okay, that's all right in the beginning. Great. Now they're ready to hear. Now I, you know, expect to fill them up with something and they're going to go, you know, do it. Hmm? If I say, what do you think? I don't know. 
I don't want to speculate. I'm asking you, what the hell do you think? You know, what's your opinion? Have you got? I don't have an opinion. I don't want to speculate. You know, I think God. What am I doing? I, well, I guess I taught him wrong or something. You know, they're not getting it. So it's kind of you know, that's a. You know, I understand. I mean, Prabhupada's mission. There were some successors to Prabhupada that disappointed people. So then they they did two things. They swung in a particular direction towards, let's keep Prabhupada in the center. It was okay a few years ago in 1975. Now it's 1978. He's gone. So let's just go back to 1975, 76. We'll do it all like we did then. And now I understand that kind of emphasis. Um, But they did two things. They did that. They said, let's go back there and let's keep Prabhupada in the center. And, And by the way, these guys might be the Diksha gurus, but we're all Siksha gurus, by the way. Hmm? And they actually promoted themselves hmm? to a position that they themselves were not uh, um, qualified. And so you got this whole, <laughs> you know, it's a Pratishta factory for Prabhupada's disciples. Whoever they are, they get a garland, a seed, it's special, the Siksha guru. Somebody told me the other day there was one place... And only Prabhupada's disciples could use that bathroom. No other people could use that bathroom. Yeah. So they promoted themselves hmm, while demoting, you know, okay, let's level the field. You may be the Diksha Gurus, we're the Siksha Gurus. In fact, the Siksha Gurus are more important than the Diksha Gurus. And, uh, and they don't understand either one of the concepts. And then this is all Prabhupada's in the center. Prabhupada's not in the center. Suddenly you've got a Siksha Guru who doesn't know the philosophy well enough to even have the confidence from Prabhupada in the beginning that maybe he could do it, you know. <laughs> and, 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 of course, he tried with some and they weren't very successful, but he did open the door to Sridhar Marsh also, who was like, now here's a Siksha Guru. That's pretty clear. I mean, you didn't have to pay a lot of attention to figure that out. He didn't need any buttons or bumper stickers or anything like that, you know, which was going around at the time, you know. Yeah, you have your Guru button, and, you know, do that. The disciples were on the buttons, you know. <laughs> it was funny, but it was sad at the same time. So, um, you know, they couldn't recognize Sridhar Marsh, hmm? and they were busy promoting themselves in the name of Prabhupada, being chased to Prabhupada, and their understanding was limited, and that's the kind of siksha you get, a very limited siksha. And then it's, and it's all again chased to Prabhupada, so just staying in Prabhupada's book, not going anywhere else. And then understanding that those books are like an extension of other books. And the books themselves, he talks about the commentaries of other acharyas, how valuable they are. I don't know how they read those things. Like, I read Jiva Dharma, you know, in 1974 in Bangwish. It's like half English and half Bengali. And I used to, Prabhupada brought all these little books from Gaudiamat, he had them shipped over to the States. So in Los Angeles, in early days when I was there, we have a, we had we probably we didn't have many books of Prabhupada. We had like the Nectar Devotion. We didn't even have this Macmillan Bhagavad Gita. I think there was the teachings of Lord Chaitanya. No Bhagavatam volumes. And so for the Sunday feast, I would had the book table, and I had all these books from Gaudiamath, Bhakti Siddhanta, Bhakti. We know this with that one that Prabhupada sent over. That we were—that's what we were selling. Hmm. So, I mean, I was reading them. And thought, These are great books. Yeah. So, 
<laughs> I don't know. Other people would militate, you know, against it later on, and uh, um, I mean, uh, it's uh, and, and that's you know, so it's a good intention, but it, it's it's in the name of putting Prabhupada in the center. But good intentions, um, you know, you, you, you might, might you know the examples there. I might have good intentions. You may be holding your child and say, "Oh, can you hold her for a second? So if she's crying, I think, "Why is she crying?" You know, oh, there's a bottle. I'll give her some milk. You know. So I give her some milk, and she starts crying more and more. I had the good intentions. Mother comes back and says, what did you do? Oh, she was crying. I gave her some milk. Oh, no, she's crying because she's, she's got gas. You know, you need to pat her on the back like this. And not give her more milk, you know. Get out of here. <laughs> okay. But, yeah, I had good intentions, but I have to have some knowledge, too. Hmm? And so it could get you in trouble. Hmm? You can offend Vaishnavas. In the case of Sri Ramar, she was offended by so many devotees and, and wasn't taken advantage of and um, and uh, you know it was, it was all in the name of you know focus on Prabhupada but it hasn't worked out that you know it's, it's if, if my glorification of Prabhupada involves vilifying some other qualified Vaishnava then really what is it? Hmm? So there can be many things that look on the surface like like Uttam Bhakti, but the extent to which a lot of, some of these points are not in place, then it's not going to foster the the uh, the fruit. Hmm? It's not going to happen. So it's important to understand the points, try to share them. Yeah. It seems like also part of the issue may be that you know, it's become so large that these are kind of like franchise in some sense. It's so large that it's. Um, Maybe that's part of it, you know, you need to have a focus or it all falls apart or whatever and all that kind of stuff. And, yeah. Um, so maybe it'll be interesting to see how smaller groups can kind of come together. And, we like that. And, and maybe even in some sense like this song that's like, yeah. it's kind of like illuminating a lot of those kind of points. And, yeah. And hopefully that happens more and more throughout. If we can build up Saravrahi, then we'll have a big festival, invite Vaishnavas from all different groups, and show it's it's not a problem. <laughs> it's easy to do. It's not a problem. It's heartening. Devotees, well, most of the devotees want it, but but um, you know some of the um, it's 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 not easy to be a spiritual leader in the real sense of the term. So when you don't when you don't have that. Then you, 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 when you don't have love, then you revert to rules and management and organization and try to control people in that way. If you have love, then you don't need to control anybody. They're just going to be happy to do and want to know what to do. Like me, you know, like I like Prabhupada enough to just go out and sell his books. Nobody had to tell me. I, I was shown there's a warehouse there. It's full of books. We don't know what to do with them. I said, okay, I'll try it. You know. So I was, you know, one of the guys, and I was pretty instrumental in, in distributing lots of books, inspiring others, and so forth, as, as it came to pass. So, in 1975, in my board, and in my my GBC, Karander, he he blooped. So I was around preaching, selling books, and I didn't think much of it. I just kept doing what I was doing, and then the GBC called me in and. Mayapur and wanted to talk to me. It was like the Wizard of Oz or something. You know? 
what's going on? So I went there and I was respectful. So I, you know, I did respect him very much. And and um, and so then they said, so Tripari Marsh or Tripari Das, I was going to say Yasi then, we want to know who is your GBC. I said, I, I, I don't know. I said, I didn't, the guy didn't think about that. I said, Karunder was, but he blooped a few months ago. That was pretty embarrassing then to them, you know, because he was one of them. Oh, uh, so uh, he said, well, you have to have a GBC. <laughs> anyway, you have to have a GBC. Somebody's got to, con- you know, control you mm-hmm. and so forth. And they didn't say it like that. But so I was, I was real kind of innocent and sincere. And I thought, hmm, I hadn't thought about that. I thought I was just doing what I probably wanted. And, you know, I was sending all the money I had to live in that little bag like this. And every penny was sent, I sent to the BBT and just sent it in. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what we did. We, we we read the books, went to the morning program, read the books, went out, sold them, came back, counted the money, put it in envelopes, and the BBT went to Arctic, you know. Glass woke up, did it again, just over and over again. That's all we did. I had the luxury in my devotional life in this con to never do anything but read the books, chant, speak about the books, distribute the books, worship the deity. That's all I did. I didn't have any any distracting, so to speak, Activities that have, you know, a mundane aspect to them that you could spiritualize. Hmm? They were all directly, you know, always in the presence of the books, the Bhagavatam, the Chaitanya, the Charitamrita, you know, <laughs> talking to, about them to people and come home, worship the deity. So I was, I was really fortunate in that way. So anyway, I said, hey, you know, whatever, you know, if you need a GBC, you need a GBC. I am. I thought about it. So then they went, they, they would do that, they would have a meeting for three days, probably only about three days, and then they would come before Prabhupada and they would say, we passed this resolution, we passed that, and Prabhupada would say, that's not good, that's not good, this is good, we would yay and nay them, something like that. And so Then they came to, then they said, uh, Triparari, and Prabhupada said, what has he done? And his eyes became very big, and I know this because three of them came and told me this. Afterwards, and so these, what has he done? And, they, and then they all, whoa! Like Prabhupada was like, what has he done? And he was saying in a way like, he's my son. What has he done? You know, what is your complaint? He liked me, I guess, from what I was. He knew what I was doing. Um, so he said, well, Prabhupada, he doesn't have a GBC. And then Prabhupada said, he is just reading my books. He does not need a GBC. Mm. He's doing what you're supposed to inspire people to do. So he's already doing it. So, so in effect, he was saying, this whole GBC thing, don't you guys understand? It's all just a relative thing. It's just supposed to inspire people to spontaneously serve. That's The best management is to manage yourself out of a job. That's what management's about. Manage yourself out of a job. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And so people are automatically inspired, and and they're, they 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 know what to do. They want it. They so much want to know what to do and how to do it. It's, it's all. The, so he was very much. This was his idea to minimize, minimize, minimize the management. Because I said, as I said earlier, when there's love, there's there's no there's no rules. When there's rules, then proportionally the love is diminished. So if you don't have love, inspire people naturally. Then you got to make rules to control them, and they got to do it because it's a rule. And and he wanted it, and, and so it breaks down. And um, that's not exactly the way he you know, wanted it to go. 
so to speak. I mean, I know there have to be rules met or resolutions or whatnot for a big group, but this is the... So this, I had that experience, so, you know, those things kind of go in when, when it's you and that happens. I go, oh, okay. I mean, I still follow the GBC and everything. Well, I was a good boy, pretty much, you know. I, really, I was quite... I was. I was respectful. No one had any complaints about me till I left. <laughs> and then they complained. Yeah. But uh, that's another story. So, so yeah, it's um, it's it's um, it's important anyway to get the the tatva. You see, when you learn the tatva, what you realize, oh. What our what is our eligibility to tread the path of bhakti? In a word, it's shraddha, faith. Hmm? Now, what is that faith? That faith is faith in the argument coming from revelation, the argument that Krishna is is the source of Narayan. For example, you wouldn't have known that, or who Narayan was, or who Krishna was, or any. But from revelation, this argument is in revelation, and it's particularly in the Gaudiya revelation. Krishna's to Bhagavan Swayam, right? So you got that from revelation. So your faith is in this source. And the Guru represents the revelation as well. He's another Rishi, another manifestation of it. The scripture and so forth and the Guru. And they, they complement one another and, and so on. So you have the active agent of divinity, the passive agent. Scripture being the passive agent, the Guru being the active agent, bringing it to life in all circumstances and so forth. So... There's a lot in that argument that constitutes the underlying philosophy, theology of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. There's a lot of sambandha. It's not just, you know, don't commit sins on the strength of the name. There's more to it than that. Ideas, concepts that that constitute the proper conceptual orientation. So what faith means then, which is what we're growing, Puja Patrita Maharaj used to talk about the spiritual world as planets of faith. It's a beautiful idea. We live in a world of doubt, no doubt. Mm-hmm. But doubt, or to use his poetic expression, suspicion, leads to suspension. So if we have a doubt, oh, we can't go forward, right? About whatever it is. Krishna says in the Gita that a, that a person is their faith. So faith's the animating principle. So relative to bhakti, mm-hmm. That's what the guru is for, to clear doubts, clear doubts. And we can just go spontaneously to a land where there are no doubts. So, world of faith. And everyone just... Faith is sometimes built as this, like, lack of reason. We look at it as it's beyond reason, properly understood. And there's no doubts. Reason is for doubting, questioning, doubting. So faith is not beneath reason, it's actually above reason. And reason has its most beautiful face when it serves faith. And you reason about the faith and the argument of the scripture to, to, to grow in your understanding and so forth. So because faith is our eligibility to tread the path, and it comes from revelation, we sometimes refer to it as Shastriya Shraddha, faith in the argument of revelation. Hmm? And so, when we hear the argument, and we get the right points and so forth, what we find sometimes, as we progress, we think, oh, I didn't think it was like that. Let's say, for example, um, I say to you, 
here's the thing, you know. You think you're God? How can you be God? If you were God, how could how could you be in ignorance? Are you in ignorance at all? Hmm? So you can't be God, right? So now I've just defeated my about philosophy, right? Well, it's a little more complicated than that, but that could get somebody on board, for starters. And I say, and I go on and I say, in our teaching, we teach Vedanta, but we don't teach that you're God. We teach that you are an eternal individual. Hmm? How's that? You like being an individual? Hmm? Instead of just one one soul that's God. There is one soul that's God, but it's not you. Hmm? And along with it, there are many individuals, so you're all individuals. And we teach you, not that you're God, but that you can have a personal, individual relationship with God. How's that sound? Hmm? Now, if you have a personal, individual relationship with God, well, what's lacking for you, right? So you think, yeah... Yeah, I'm kind of interested in the Eastern philosophy, and I was into the, everything's one, but yeah, that doesn't make sense anymore. It's great. So now you're on board. Now you're carrying with it. I got you on board. I, what I told you is true. But what are the implications and the ramifications of it? So after a few years, you're going on with it, you know, and then you start hearing about Jiva Tattva a little more, hmm? a little more detail and so forth. And then you start realizing that, hey, wait a minute, you know, you said we were all individuals and in, in, in persons, and you know, and like, hey, you know, uh, but you're telling me I got to give up, you know, this part of myself and that, and all this is false, and whatever happened, I was a person. Sounds like impersonalism. Hmm? You're not very personal anymore, and and that guy's a little impersonal, and uh, and I, I'm a, I'm a person. Um, I saw somebody s- s- had a video of some bears. Playing bear cubs, playing hmm? the devotee, and wrote underneath it that isn't this cute? Each of these bears are expressing their own divine individuality as eternal, you know, servants of Krishna. Like <laughs> <laughs> they might have to give up the bear body, you know, to go to Goloka, and the bear individual personality, which is all their bear karma, you know, that they that they're barely, you know, <laughs> beyond. <laughs> And so forth. So, like, whoa, then you're getting a more detailed understanding of it, right? Of what it means that you have an individual relationship with Krishna. You're not the body, so you're not a man, you're not a woman. All your individual personal material desires are something that has will be shed as your spiritual personality comes out through bhakti and so on. So, it gets a little more complicated. And then you think, I don't know if I'm in on that, you know, I don't know if I, you know, wait a minute. Because you were stuck with a certain idea. But you have a good teacher, and you have faith, and, you, and he or she presents the teaching, then you grow, and you go, okay. And you are abandoning an, an idea. When you're abandoning a false idea, your actual spiritual personhood is starting to form. There's a ground to your spiritual personhood. There's a ground on which that leela is performed. And this is this tattva. And that will foster your practice. So you want your sarup, learn some tattva. Learn the tattva of Gaudi Vaishnavism. It's not like, I don't need a tattva, I just want to know what my sarup is, you know. And, uh, you know, I want to be a manjari, so I'm going to go out and watch 12-year-old girls in a mall. (laughs) And and just meditate on them, see how to be a 12, because that's what it's all about, right? I know a guy that did that. 
So we might learn what a 12-year-old girl is in this world. Well, the difference between her and a Manjari is, I mean, you know, it's like there's similarity, but there's a big difference here. So it's really, it's really in your interest, in part of developing your potential as a jiva to have a relationship with Krishna, to get grounded in the tattva. It's very, it's, it's just not some intellectual exercise. So that's why we have classes. Prabhupada used to want a classes morning and evening. He used to say, we've got 60 books and you should read them like scientists. Not everybody's going to have the same aptitude, but at least be connected with somebody that's, that's, that, that's the idea of the guru, Shabde Parejanishnatam. Vishvanatakutitakasa, commenting on that Bhagavatam verse. Shabde Pare, Shabde Parejanishnatam. He or she, the guru, is Shabde, has heard, Pare, from the, from the revelation. Pare means God here. The theistic conception given in the Shastra, Nishnatam, and has thought about it from every angle and knows it really well, and, Vishwana says, and knows other books too. Hmm? When you speak of Prabhupada's books in a vacuum, hmm? the whole of the Vedic literature in a vacuum, you know, the whole Vedanta, they, they, the Goswamis didn't know it in a vacuum. They knew it in relation to Sankhya in relation to Yoga Siddhanta, in relation to Karma Mimamsa, in relation to uh, Nyaya, Vaisheshika. And now you've got currents of thought in the world today and so forth. He says, and other books. Nishnata means, and other books too. To be current, in order to be able to speak in a relevant way and dispel the doubts and bring home the points of tattva with relevant analogies and, and so on and so forth. You know the time, you know the person, you know what people are thinking, you know where their background is, you're talking to them, you know how to talk to them. <laughs> so it's so to make the points. And this is about forming your spiritual personality. It's not a separate thing. It's not like tapas over here. Like I I I I uh did an edition of Tatva Sandarbha years ago, I think nineteen ninety five. And so one of my, in Vrindavan, one of my students was there, and he was reading it, and some devotees from another mission, not Iskon, no, came over, and um, and he said, he said, and they knew him, and they came, so they came to see him, and they said, he said what he was doing, he said, I'm just reading this, uh, and they said, Tatva, you should be into Bhava, not Tatva. To connect these things, it's like to say, you should have a head and not a body. It's all about the head. You just need this head, not the body. Forget it. So, it doesn't work like that. This is integrated. And again, the way I'm talking about the Sambandagyan is essential in that it out of that conceptual orientation that you have, if your conceptual orientation is, I'm a this and I'm a that, whatever it is, you're going to act in a certain way. It's going to foster a certain type of action. And you think, I'm an American, I'm a, you know, from this state, I'm a, these are my parents, and then you're going to act in a certain way. So this is a conceptual orientation that will foster the action that we call bhakti, uttam bhakti. And it's uttam bhakti. It's not this kind of bhakti, that kind of bhakti, 
the mixed bhakti, this, that, which what Rupa Goswami says is bhakti. And that then action, growing out of that, that will bring the prem, the fruit. So, so it's important. And being sincere is important, but, um, but, again, the road of hell is paved with good intentions, it said, so we've got to have a little knowledge, too. And our sincerity is, it's a tough, you know, it's, it, but it's, 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 uh, you know, it's going to be, uh, the measure of your sincerity is going to be tested, obviously, and we're dependent entities, we need help, we should think I need all the help I can possibly get. Hmm. Not, I, 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 I've got everything I need, uh, you know, it's, it's ongoing forever, so that, we need to kindle that spirit. Hmm. We can grow, we can be nourished, we can hear from senior Vaishnavas. And, and you, you, you try, like I said, I mean, if someone says something wrong, and you've got to be able to sort it out, or if you have a good guide, you can go and ask. And, but um, better to have that tendency than the tendency to be too cautious. Mm-hmm. You know, you say, I'm going to take the safe road, okay? The safe road. And I'm just going to stick with Prabhupada. And proper books, but what we see happening is, in the name of doing that, what are they doing? Well, I pick and choose the profile I want. Yeah, I pick this out. I pick that. The guy's on there now with somewhere on the internet, Varnashram. We've got to establish the Varnashram. We've got to make sure girls get married at eight years old. You know, this is what Prabhupada wanted, and this is why. And he's like, you know, not a very well integrated understanding of the of the teaching. So what what the point is, somebody's gotta be there. They say if they say Prabhupada is the Siksha Guru for everybody. What's the problem with that? The problem is Siksha Guru is somebody who's supposed to be here to give Siksha. Hmm. And so the, you can separate details from principles and you can you can say, wait, you're off on a tangent here, this is it's and not a Prabhupada is a is a poor Vacharya. Now, he's a previous Acharya. That's who he is. Is Bhakti Siddhanta a, a Purva Acharya? Purva means previous. A previous Acharya is Bhakti Vinod a previous Acharya yet. Are there books of good? Yeah. We take advantage of them? Sure. But it doesn't, doesn't replace the fact that you need a guru now. Hmm? And that guru should be your Diksha guru, should be your Siksha guru. But what if Prabhupada was your guru? Hmm? Then you don't need another guru. You might. You might not. You might. We can judge by the result. And if you say, you, 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 you militate that you don't need it, then it's probably questionable, you know. As if it's a, as if it's a bad thing. As, I was kind of, as if it's like lack of fidelity, and lack of chastity, or weak. You didn't think probably was enough. I mean, this is a wrong understanding of the, of the, of the, the spirit of, Wanting ongoing guidance, hmm? seeking that question of sangha and so forth, and so yeah, Prabhupada's a Siksha guru, but he's not. So therefore, this guy comes up with this crazy Varnashram thing, and the guy's got a Sahaja thing going on. It's all in the name of Prabhupada. Another one's got something else, and fighting in Mayapur and whatever. You know. 
dangling people over the rails and so on, but the rails were built for that. <laughs> They're off the rails. So. Yeah, what about that, you know? These are these are all problems. It's all being done in the name of Falun Prabhupada and you know, I'm nobody, and neither is anybody else. Prabhupada's great, so I'll initiate you on behalf of the path of Prabhupada. Which says implicitly that you are, you know, channeling him and he's fully present there and no problem. And you know, then you freeze the whole tradition, as I say, because things change over time, currents of thought change, social norms change, you have to address that, and so on and so forth. And, and other philosophical points come out, things that happen in science, they're found out. And, and, you know, let's say you, have an, let's say you have an analogy in the Bhagavatam to make a point. And then it's shown in science that that's not how nature works in that example that you gave. Then what? Then okay, well you just get another analogy, but the point's still the same. <laughs> hmm? So in in so who, who's going to say it? And so they go, science is wrong. Hmm? You know, I can't think of a particular example, but there there are examples of something like that where you had is what we call a pre-scientific, you know, time or folk science. Folk science, folk psychology predates modern psychology, modern science. So there are certain ideas about how nature worked. And then seeing that it worked like that from that perspective, you maybe made a philosophical point out of it. Hmm. Right? Philosophical point may be valid, but maybe, maybe nature doesn't exactly work like that. Something else is going on. So there's more underlying principles, and hundreds of years later they're talking about the underlying principles. And then you say, well, they're wrong. Hmm. Because actually this happens... Because the Bhagavatam, the Bhagavatam is saying, making a point only. Hmm? Yeah. This is so much of the Bhagavatam is it's not it's not written as a literal literal book. Hmm? It's. The same stories in the Bhagavatam are in other other texts, Mahabharata and so forth. Why is the story of Sugadeva and the Mahabharata, Prichit Varjan, different in the Mahabharata than the Bhagavatam? Because the, the Bhagavatam is penned with a different idea in mind, using the same story to make a different point. Hmm. You get the point? You get the point, then you'll meet Sugadeva. Hmm. But if you don't get the point, and just, just that we only a literal understanding, and then you try to convince people that that um, that your your girl lived in the womb for sixteen years and came out fully grown and just popped out, you know, and ran out into the forest, and that's your teaching. And people are like, okay, <laughs> so you need to get the point there. Hmm? Then you can go to a world where all those things can happen. <laughs> it's not the it's not the physical world. It's like it's in the subjective world. Anything can happen, and you're fine. But if you don't get that, then that's just an example. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, you wanted to say something? I forgot your question. Or did you already ask it? 
No, I didn't. I just heard recent, um, this past weekend somebody told me that Prabhupada had said and also written that um, for a practicing devotee that their health was number one, their first concern, their sadhana, their second concern, and their seva, their third concern. Can I just clarify that? Yeah. There was a note that there was, I don't know what temple it was, but there were several devotees that were sick. Kusha sick, told the story. And um, Prabhupada, in his own handwriting, after he had heard that the several devotees were sick and that they weren't taking care of themselves, in his own handwriting, he said, Health, one, health, two, sadhana, three, seva, and posted it. So that's I had just never yeah. heard that before, and I was yeah. not trained. But, I mean, you know, the training I got was save her first. Save a sudden, I mean, if you don't have good health, it may be difficult to do sadhana. If you don't do sadhana, you may lose sight of what what constitutes seva. Looks like ordinary activities, but it's seva if you have the right 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 space, right frame of mind. So. There's some place for that, and uh, and of course, there. If you understand properly, then taking care of your health means you're taking care of your sadhaka deha. That's for the service of Guru and Krishna. And, and I'm about to tell you a story, and we'll, we'll conclude with this because we've been talking for a long time. Many years ago in Los Angeles, in New Dwarka, um, I was a book distributor, and I was going out um, long hours and so forth, and Prabhupada came as he was coming a couple of times a year, spending a few months, so he was there, and I got sick, and I got, really, got, I got pneumonia. I got so, I was out for so long, and eating so little, and so forth, that I got pneumonia. So the leader of the temple told me that you, you have to, can't go out on book decision, and you have to sleep at least the 10 hours a day, 10 or 12 hours a day, something like that. And I was sleeping like five, you know, you know how it was. And so I thought, oh my God, what's going to happen to me, you know? <laughs> and Prabhupada said, you know, you can only sleep six hours or maybe seven, you know. Never mind, in the League of Devotees, he said eight before he formed ISKCON. But anyway, um, in the Gita, I think he said seven, and he used to say six, so kind of read it all, you know, and see, well, okay. <laughs> So anyway, I thought, what am I going to do? You know, I'm not going to go into book distribution, Prabhupada's here. So, where they, you know, so I felt a little, a little guilty about that, maybe, you know, and then I got to sleep all day, you know, so anyway. So I thought, well, anyway, that's what I've been told to do, that's the order, and and this is, this, this is Sadika day, I got to take care of it. So that's what I did, I slept for 12 hours, and just read the Krishna book, and I thought I was in just... And bliss the whole like you know ten days. I was just a, I said, hey, this is great. <laughs> you know, it's great. You know? I said, in the I was in the one day I was in the room. We had this the old te- temple in L.A. Behind it was a room, and then there was Prabhupada's room. And so when Prabhupada wasn't there, we call, that was like the the sick room. So the devotees were sick. We go in there. So anyway, I was in there and I was reading the Bhagavad Gita. And then Prabhupada, we had to walk through there to go to his garden. So there I was, I'm reading the Bhagavad Gita and Prabhupada walks in. 
And I'm thinking, oh God, now I'm feeling good, but you know, here it is. Prabhupada's seeing me. I'm not out on book distribution. You know, here I am. What now? You know. And so Prabhupada says, aha, reading the Bhagavad Gita, very good. <laughs> then he said, are you coming to the garden with me? So I hadn't gone to the garden. Probably just sit in the garden sometimes. So I said, "Well, yeah, <laughs> back to I feel pretty good about this." Went and sat in the garden with Prabhupada. You know, so I learned things like that. Hmm, that's what he's like. He's not always like what other people say he's like. <laughs> I had my personal experience. I think he's like, "Oh God, what was that?" <laughs> so health first, yeah, and do your sadhana seva. Anyway, it's a way of thinking about it. Shri Prabhupada ki jai, Shri Gaurav Maharaj ki jai, Gaur Bhakti Bindu ki jai, Gaur Premanandi.